Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. All right. Good morning, everybody. Keith Overt here. It is uh, quarter to 11. Uh, Noah's Ark has gone by and the rains are officially over from what I understand. This is uh, Pensacola Business Radio and this is a, a special edition. We're going to kind of sort of kick a unplugged thing we got going on here. So uh, for those of you that are joining us on Facebook Live, welcome, um, comment, all that good stuff. We'll try to keep up with it for the one person that may be watching. <laughs> um, so I got uh, Tony Pascal sitting on, on the couch in the studio, which is a, a first for me. So welcome. Thank you. Thanks for coming to hang out. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, these two guys wrangled you up. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, I need the support. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we're really, we're here to give him some, some support for the show that you guys got coming up. Right. So there you're uh, Mike. Why don't we tell everybody what, what all that's about? Uh, this Saturday, uh, the 17th at the theater, Tony's going to be playing, um, with two of your friends that it was going to be this guy right here. Okay. Yeah. With me. Out? I didn't yes. know that. Yes. Dumb drummers. <laughs> just, Mr. Dumb drummers. <laughs> Mr. Jeff Nagel. I was going by the flyer, the two people that were on there. I didn't realize. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. Ryan, that's his that. stunt double. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, the doors will be open at 6.30. Show starts at 7. Uh, $15 at the door and 10 pre-sale. So, Yeah. It's cool, out. man. Yeah. And what, a, what a, a fantastic venue. It's awesome. So, and to, Tony, you got to break it in right, okay? Cause it's, I'm going to try. It's my first time ever playing it. So. Yeah. yeah, me too. I, yeah. Oh, really? I've never oh, played there oh. either. Uh-uh. Have you been in there? I have. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. So the acoustics great. ought to be just oh, fantastic. Well, it's a theater, and, and, and theaters are a totally different thing than going to a bar to see a band. You can get away with so much more in a theater because it's also about the audience. At a bar, people are going to drink and, yeah. you know, yeah. hook up and stuff. You know, in a theater, not as much. You know, Sweet. So I, I, theaters, I like playing there. It's cool. All right, man. So let's just pretend, pretend I have no idea who you are, man. Tell me who you are. Well, <laughs> why are you here today and why is it I'm important? Here today? <laughs> well, I, the only reason I, I think I'm here today is because these guys started a reality TV show where they created some kind of duck call and it became the most popular show on TV. And I just happened to play guitar and play some music uh, on their show. And it got it caught on and it seemed like millions of people seemed to like what these big bearded guys did. And, uh, you know, it and it, and it grew into a career for me and it, it actually it kind of took over my career and put me in this other direction yeah. but i was happy to, to do so and you know being a musician having millions of people hear your music either on the radio or on tv it really doesn't matter but i really did feel like i was sitting in my living room earlier when you were playing some of the slide <laughs> stuff i was like we we're totally watching duck dynasty that's exactly how it feels right now are you able to play the the, the songs from the show like um, at your own <laughs> that'll cost a dollar 25 right. cents <laughs> I, I wasn't planning on this show for this. The, 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 this shows a little bit of a departure um, than what I've done in the past because I, I I've been living in um, Pensacola now for a year and I lived a dozen years in, in Mississippi and, and the vibe here is different. I didn't mm -hmm. like I was telling you earlier, I didn't want to just do the same thing I've done here because the crowd's different. The, you know, just the energy yeah. is different here. So I was like, and I met Jeff and, and Charlie and, and all these great new musicians. Um, they bring a different energy. So yeah. I was like, all right, we're going to we're gonna do a whole new thing. It's a new theater. So I'm like, I'm going to throw myself in the deep end, give myself a challenge. Right. And, you know, let's do something new. You know, I'm in a new area. Let's, let me show, the, you know, this audience 
another side of me. And, and, you know, cause they've kind of seen, and, you know, when you hear about duck dynasty or Wahlburgers or Wicked right. Tuna or shark week and all these other shows that I've done, you hear a lot of the slide and a sure. lot of the Dobro and stuff, but what we do <laughs> with Jeff and, and everything. Wait a second. Hold on. Back up. You've done more than the, the duck dynasty. You, no, you've played on all of this. Yeah. I do. 20, so roll through that recipe one more time. I do about 20 shows. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so you, you're just like, they're like, lock you up, throw away the key. You're here until the season's <laughs> over. Well, yeah, kind of. Yeah. You know, and I'm just grateful that they use anything I send in. Yeah. Because you know, I don't see the episodes prior. I'll have an editor or my record label will e- email me and they say, hey, this is the kind of music. Or they'll send me examples of stuff. Or they'll send me themes. Right. Um, I've had editors say, you know, for this show, we're looking for, you know, you know Johnny Cash meets Kurt Cobain. And you're just going, <laughs> ready, go. <laughs> I mean, that's, that doesn't exist, you know. So they try to, I think they try to stump you. I think, you know, that's yeah. kind of the joke with them. Like, let's see what, what they come up with. But, you know, I'm up for the challenge. I do the best I can. I send the stuff in and I'm just, every time. <laughs> and I'm somebody just, writes you a check. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, and I see, I hear it on TV and, you know, um, and the one thing I do have to comment about that, because um, you didn't hear a whole lot of, blues and how the duck dynasty thing came about because it wasn't a hit show when i sure. you know i came on board early on and uh season before season two and uh you know i was living in mississippi and the the production team was in california and the music that they had for the pilot and all that they didn't like it was just standard can kind of music and uh they wanted something more authentic because you know it's in louisiana where and i was living in mississippi so my record label goes, hey, we got this guy that lives in Mississippi. You know, he mm-hmm. can write music that's more authentic to that area. And uh, not, of course, they never told me I'm really from Chicago, but I was just <laughs> living in Mississippi. But I was there. You played the part. Nonetheless, I was there. But uh, so when they asked me, they told me it was a hunting show. So I just thought it was going to be like on the outdoor channel. Nobody would right. watch it. And, you know, my mom would be happy, you know, oh, look at my son's on TV. You know, I thought yeah. that's as far as it would go. And I try. I never did it before. So it's not like I was sending stuff in and I finally got it just they asked me to do it. I, I wrote, recorded some stuff. I was going to put out a record, an mm-hmm. instrumental record mm-hmm. of my own music. And that's when they said, well, who's doing all the production? And I said, well, I'm doing it myself in my studio and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm putting it together. And they're like, well, would you mind if we submit this to some, you know, this TV show? And I'm like, fine. Yeah. Whatever. yeah. If it pays, great. You know? Yeah. So that's what I did. And, um, you know, when it came out and, and people started hearing it, you didn't hear a lot of that kind of music. And then when the show became popular, well, then all of a sudden you would see Geico commercials right. with slide guitar yeah. and, yeah. and, my, you started my, a movement, man. Well, maybe, I guess. But I called my label. It, You know, when people say, well, you know, when they copy you, it's a form of flattery. Mm-hmm. That That's bull. Because I want to get paid. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm I'm paid. Honestly, I'm stealing from from Robert Johnson. Right. We all borrow from that poor guy. You know what I mean? So I had to kind of put myself in check going, wait, man, that's my riff. Yeah, right. You know, that, on that Geico commercial. <laughs> so I called my label up and I was like, you know, they could have had the actual track. We could have just sent him. He's like, I know, but that's how this stuff works. Welcome to the music industry. Yeah, right. And I was like, oh, okay. So you do learn over time that, oh, yeah, they're ripping me off. Hey, thanks. You know? <laughs> yeah. But all's go to 11. Yeah, um, yeah. So I got to say, though, like, and maybe it was just this weird, sublime thing that happened, but it really did sort of, your music and your little riffs would set the stage when you're watching the show to happen. You know, I mean, 
I, mean, I, I don't know how you do that without seeing it or just like a chance or whatever, but well, and, and Jeff, you know, you, you, you can kind of back me up on this. Everything has a tempo. And I, I, maybe I honed in on that early on with, with how scenes are written, how people talk, everything goes in a rhythm. And, uh, for me, that's where I always start with is, is, is the tempo of how something goes. And, and Jeff will tell you, cause we, we play together and he's always telling me to slow down or, you know, speed up or, you know, that's right. You know. Do you play with a ticker in your ear? No, no, but no. you used to, didn't you? All it does is expo- expose my shortcomings mm-hmm. as a, as a drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> so maybe it's not, so maybe you're not going too fast. <laughs> maybe just go too slow. Well, you know what, what I've, what I've uh, figured out as a drummer for a long time is that bands always rush Mm-hmm. Or have a tendency to rush, and whenever they do, the groove, the actual groove, Goes that away. feeling can't develop. Mm-hmm. And so half the time you're playing a song, and it just doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. If you just slow down, you know, five beats a minute or ten beats a minute, which is not a lot, but you slow down, all of a sudden you give a little life, a little little air to breathe, and the song just takes on a right. life of its own. And it's so much, you know, Syn- so much uh, better. Syn- and- not synchronicity, but syncopation. Capacity or something? Uh, it's just yeah, syncopation. There you go. Yeah, it That's can breathe. Yeah. you know, it just mm-hmm. needs room to breathe, and every you know, it gives you a little space, and now you can hear silence. Mm-hmm. You know, dynamics get to take off when you're just going fast, and it's just a wall of sound. Yeah. It's just never. Never quite does you, what it needs to do. A, that's funny because your brother subscribes to the same philosophy. Yeah, he yeah. go real, real fast. No, no, like, no, well, go slow down. That depends on which song we're playing. Yeah, but, yeah. But no, he'll he he'll slow everybody down, kind of get the groove, and, and you're right, you can kind of feel the that's right. the flow of it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. From a spectators, uh, you drummers are kind of smart. A, uh, spectators' perspective, like from the, the theater, I've watched 150, 200 bands yep. over the last 18 months. Yep. And just listening to it, what you're saying is like. You can tell when a band's playing the same song. Right. They're all playing the same song. One person's not trying to play their own. Outshine. Everybody's doing the same thing. That's right. You can really you can hear it. That's right. And that's what makes a better that's band. That's the magic. Yeah. You can when and you can hear that 100%. They're just tight. You can just tell. They slow down together, speed up together. Nobody's doing their own thing individually. And that's So I've always loved about like like the jam guys like like Black Crows for instance, man. When they play and they well, when they played and they would jam it didn't matter if they knew what they were. I was always like, do they know what they're playing or is this really a jam? Because you couldn't tell because they were so in sync with each other. Right. You know, that's my favorite thing. That moment when a band gets to that and they're lock in and you lock in and it's, and it's, it's like a four day concert. That's it. And then you just make it up as you go and you go up and down, you swell and you get quiet and swell again and then you build and then go back into a verse. That's just the best. Those are the magic moments. Those moments in our set. On Saturday, we do a lot. Yeah. That's that's a, one of the reasons why I like playing with Jeff so much is because he understands that. That's a thing. He's like the one drummer. <laughs> <laughs> but we do. We when we lock in and with Charlie and everything, you know, when we're when we're you know, you know, it's just the three of us. Yeah. We have those moments in our set where there's improv. You're going right. to hear it's not every note hasn't been sweated over a million times. That's right. There, we know certain parts of the set, and when you come Saturday and you hear it, hopefully you won't catch on. But maybe you yeah. will, where you're going, hey, these guys are just, they're in it. They're locked. They're going. You know what I mean? Where's this going to go? Because we we purposely put those moments in our set. Yeah. To, you know, where Jeff will say, Tone, this is you. Until you give me the nod, we're, you yeah, know, right. going. Yeah. Just go. Yeah. yeah. All right. So what's the name of the group? Waffle Horse. Waffle Horse. 
So is this like a super group kind of thing where, or is it, where the name's going to change well, maybe every time depending on who the members are? Or is it, is it, this is going to be, are we, are we like buying wafflehorse.com kind of thing? Definitely not buying wafflehorse.com. <laughs> and it's definitely, it's a super group from the perspective that Tony's in it. Uh, Charlie and myself, we've, we've been in some local bands. Uh, Charlie's in DLP, which mm-hmm. is doctors, lawyers, and politicians. Yep. They yep. play around. Um, and Charlie and I used to play in a band called Urethra Franklin. Um, <laughs> and then we grew up, you know, playing together in high school and things like that. So, um, you know, we're not really the super part of the super group. <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, but, you know, but it's, you know, it's, it's been fun because we all sort of come from, from different backgrounds. Right. You know, you mentioned the jam band. That's kind of my, you know, that's where I've been for the right. past 15 years is playing improv music. You've got Tony and his blues background and you've got Charlie coming from sort of that indie, uh, you know, indie rock, right. you know, Pixies and stuff like that. And it's kind of an interesting, you take them and you put them all together um, around what I would say was a fairly eclectic set, right? right. I mean, we've right. got a good sort of variety of stuff, everything from, you know, Zeppelin to Buddy Miles to, um, you know, the meters, the meters. So, you know, Johnny Cash. that's right. Yeah. You know, Johnny Cash. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, we're kind of all over the place as far as the set list goes. You might look at the set list and go, wow, you know, what is this, a variety show? And in a lot of ways, it is, you know, and we kind of did that on purpose. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's all those diverse backgrounds and you bring them together and we, you know, I think we make we make it work. It's, yeah, you know, it's interesting. I think you've got like for the old school Pensacola punk rock 90s people, you've got one handlebar. One Logos and one Night Owl. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's how you guys are lined up. That's a great way to look at. Yeah. It. So, um, well, cool, man. You want you want to just kind of rip away at it here and sure, yeah, sort of yeah, let yeah. Facebook in on what we're. Kicking? All right. Well, I'll play a little. Well, well, since we were talking about Duck Dynasty and everything, I'll give you a, a little example of what I was saying as far as tempo. A lot of guys, when they ask me, well, you know, how you write the stuff and how it sits in a scene. When I was saying about tempo, sometimes when you play something kind of fast. It's that emotion that kind of comes across. So sometimes slowing something down. So if you play the same riff, and this is maybe how I kind of honed in on a lot of this. If I can play a riff where I'm going, um, and I just keep a steady beat, that portrays a different kind of emotion. If I play the riff, That's a different emotion if I do exact same thing and just slow it up and go. So a lot of times when I when I write for TV, I'll send them both of those templates. I have absolutely no right. idea how it's going to fit. But it's it's giving them those kind of choices of, of tempo in a scene because I don't know where it's going to sit. So a lot of times, like in Duck Dynasty for Psy, everything is really kind of, you know. Yeah, so was Psy, right? <laughs> so stuff like yeah. that. You know, and then for like Willie would be always he's faster. Stuff like See, that. And then so. you feel like you're in your living room, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, I got back in chair. Yeah. I'm hanging out for a little while. So, yeah, it's so I, I picked up that's what I do a lot of. It's yeah. really tempo based. It's the riff, as you can tell, I'm playing the same thing. It's kind of irregardless of what I play, but 
I, you know, growing up, I, you know, you're not taught as a musician, like, you know, this G chord's hilarious. This F is depressing. You know, you <laughs> right. don't tie it to emotion. It's the now. saddest well, of all. Codes. There's a, there's a, 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 a certain je ne sais quoi of, uh, getting your guitar to talk. Right. And yeah. that's, that's what I think you're doing with that is the guitar is telling a story. Well, I couldn't have more, done it if I didn't live in know? Mississippi. Yep. I don't think I had that thing i think i was a good musician when you know growing right. up in chicago you know being around it but i have to say the one thing i can you I, didn't get your blues till you went to Mississippi. Yeah, when i took that reverse trek down to the south and i lived there and being in in you know there's something in the dirt and in the air in in mississippi and this music came from there for a reason right. and and uh i learned i think kind of and to be honest with you i hate to admit this but until duck dynasty you know like i found out right away with these editors you never tell them no because yeah. they will never ask you a, right. a second time. So when they came <laughs> to me and said, well, we want some Dobro for, for the next season. You play Dobro, right? Oh, yeah. You oh, sure? Yeah, I do. Sure. Yeah, we'll go so, figure it out, right? So, yeah, so I'm, I'm telling my wife, I'm like, hey, we got to go buy a Dobro. Yeah. She's like, oh, my God. You know, you, like, you need another guitar. And I'm right. like, no, no, seriously. I got to get one. <laughs> They're paying so for I, this one. <laughs> I, never pay, I never played one of these. And um, and then it opened up a whole thing. And, yeah. you know, when they asked me to play, I you play banjo, right? Oh, sure. You know, and I'm borrowing, I'm calling buddies. You have a banjo? I got, a, I got on YouTube and I learned how to play banjo over the weekend. Yeah. And got I, got love it, technology. I took all the lessons and I, I went on it. And then the funny thing about that is the first little riff I learned on the banjo, I, I didn't know how to record it. So I was doing test recordings where I was moving the mic around because I, I never, I never had any experience yeah. with this. So I'm playing the same riff over and over. And I, and then my wife came in and then she's like, you're sending that in. That's really good. And I'm like, no, it's this is just a test. This is a demo. Yeah. I'm not recording for real. I have no idea how to play this thing. I don't know how to record it. And she goes, "Well, you don't know what they're what they're going to look for. Just send it in." And I was embarrassed because it's literally the first thing I ever learned on banjo. So she was like, "Just send it. Just send it." So I did, and that's the theme that you hear from Sai <laughs> on all of those shows. It's a stick crazy. Guy, because apparently, is whatever he touches is gold. Thing, the first time I ever played banjo is the immortalized now on that show. It's awesome. And I probably got paid more for that riff than I ever did in guitar, <laughs> you know. But that's how those things go. And that's when I learned really quick that you're your own worst enemy. You got to get over yourself. It's yeah. your own ego. You got to let all that go because, again, you don't know. You know, we, yeah. we're, we're, you know, as musicians, yeah. we're a little self-conscious and we want to hold things kind of close to the sure, chest. Sure, we all think we're the next, you know, Steve I and the rock star, right? Yeah, you and, and you got to get over yourself and just be like, you know what? My mortgage company doesn't care about that <laughs> yeah. stuff. You yeah, know, it's so, America pay me, right? Yeah. yeah, so let it go and get put it out in the world and, you know. Are you going to play more than guitar Saturday? Did, are you going you to do the whole arsenal? Well, we're doing a full band thing. Yeah, so you're going to see Rockstar Tony on Saturday. Yeah. You know, I thought for this first show. He's got some leather pants. He's gonna wear. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I got my Do you chaps. need some lighter fluid? <laughs> yeah. I got my assless chaps, you know. Right on. We can bring pyrotechnics into the. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. It, it is, is an historic okay? building. Yeah. I just want to make sure. Yeah, it but, is a historic know, third time it'll be on fire. You know, fire. when you're hanging with, you know, Jeff and Charlie and stuff, <laughs> Dobro doesn't quite cut it with no, those guys. No, uh, I'm sure. I had, to cra- I had to get some more volume. Yeah. So we are, <laughs> That's true. We are rocking out this, this Saturday. So does Jeff just like demolish his drums or has he got some, does he have some tact? Oh, no. He's very tasteful. Yeah. He's okay. a great drummer. 
I, I can't do the the uh, the, the, the stick twirl. That your brother does it quite I, well, dude. It's I, awesome. I, I know that's probably the first thing. Along with like the scorpion's jean jacket. And, ah! but I'm telling yeah. you, I, if he pulled a Tommy <laughs> Lee at the first rehearsal, we probably wouldn't be sitting here right. now. You right. know, I, that's not my thing. <laughs> look around the theater and be like, which way? Where, where can he hang me from? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. Awesome. But no, we've been having we've been having a good time. Uh, it's been awesome. It's been a lot of fun, and it's been fun playing with Ryan and Trish too, who are who are going to be uh, you know sitting in with us. Um, yeah, I was going to ask if you're going to have like people you know popping yeah. in and out. Yeah, so super groups do. That's know? the super group part, <laughs> right? So uh, Ryan and Trish, um, female singer and a male singer, and they're you know they're going to be duetting uh, duetting on a few a mm-hmm. uh, few songs here, and it kind of mixes it up, right? Having a yeah. female voice in there, and she's an awesome singer, as is Ryan. So yeah. it's uh it's going to be nice. It's his first gig. It's his first gig. It's wow. very first gig. Yeah. Who did she, who did she used to right sing with? What, who did she used to sing? That with? name sounds really familiar. Blackwater. What is it? Blackwater. Yeah. Okay. Was the band? Yeah. Right on. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. And she said, she, she told me, I because I, she was, she, her last name's really hard to pronounce. And I was asking her yesterday how to pronounce. And she's like, just just do Trish. And I was like, you know what? As good as she is, she don't need a last name. Yeah. It's just Trish. Yeah. She's, she's awesome. It's like work. Rihanna. Nobody knows her last name. Right? Who cares, right? Cher. Sting. Cher. You there's, know? there's another good one. Yeah. That is, you know? that's, a, that's a good point. It's a really good point. Maybe one name's better. Maybe it's just Jeff. Yeah, but I don't know. It's yeah. kind of boring. Yeah. I need two names. I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> it works with you, Tony Pasco. Yeah. You know, we can just make you a symbol like Prince. That's there. You go. Absolutely. You know, step outside the box a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so, did you ever get to meet the guys before? Uh, you started writing before you ever met any of those. Yeah. The, on any of the shows, right? Well, I did meet the Duck Dynasty guys. They asked me. Um, I met. A, I'm. I. They asked me to come out. They do a Christmas fest every year. Yeah. And they asked me to come out and play their fest, and I got to meet Willie and and the mom and you know yeah. his wife and all that. And they're just like it. They were on TV. They, they were didn't do like Christmas light and, battle or anything too. Say they didn't do like Christmas light battle or anything too. I could see those guys totally doing Christmas well, light battle. They, they do this duck race <laughs> down the river in their town there, you know, and they release like a hundred thousand ducks down the down, and you see all these ducks down the river and they choose one and it goes to someone wins a prize it was the weirdest thing yeah. i've ever seen i was about to say i but, thought you were gonna say then they shoot them all then they shoot them oh <laughs> well, you know you gotta well, keep the tradition alive i, I mean that's what's waiting for but they didn't they, <laughs> they, like, it was yeah. for a charity and they chose one that had somebody's name on were it. were they but, real ducks or they were so no these little rubber duckies i mean hundreds of them in this river they released <laughs> it was the weirdest thing but not, um, that can't be good for the environment. I was just thinking that <laughs> downstream about a hundred miles, there's just clogging up all the sewers and the water drains. Yeah, from years past. Yeah, that's funny. So, because uh, I'd wondered how much of uh, how much of the, the the music and the material you got written before ever meeting them, and then how coincidental that it just sort of matched, <laughs> or did they, or did the Doug Dynasties really match to your music? You know what I mean? Uh well, or did I, the editors just say, I think, this is how no, it works? I, I really do think the music plays a part in how they edit it. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. I think they, they start with something like, hey, well, here's the scene. Here's what we've written for whatever theme uh-huh. or whatever for that scene. And then they, I think they go right to the music and go, oh, wait, this is it. Yeah. Right. And they edit to fit that. Yeah, you're driving we, all the emotion. Yeah, because there's a few times I watched it and they used the track and things queued up to certain cues in the music. And I'm like, oh, that's cool how they mm-hmm. did that. You know, or I'll hear other guys' music, you know, um, writers, yeah. you know, and I was like, Man, I wish I wrote that track. That was a cool track. You know what I mean? Sometimes. Yeah. So you, uh, for me, you know, I'm, I like the work part of it, you know, so I, and it's interesting how they, how they take your, yeah. 
Well, I was going to ask, how do they tee you up? Like, you got teed up one way for Duck Dynasty. It, was, it had to be different for Wicked Tuna, right? And yeah. They didn't just say, hey, do what you do for Duck Dynasty, but uh, not well, the same no, thing, a lot right? Well, no, a lot of that did fall <laughs> out of it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it. Was it like, it was like all B-roll, B B-tracks? Well, a lot of, well, I got very lucky, and I didn't know this until just recently, uh, maybe a year or so ago. A lot of the writers that do this for TV, I just thought, you know, I probably – I'll, I'll, I'll be generous. Seventy percent of everything I've ever sent in got used on some show yeah. one way or another. I found out that three percent is the average. Wow! Wow! You need so, to renegotiate your contract. So yeah, I was like, <laughs> "Whoa, okay." But what my record label did, and I have to give them credit. And I'll, I'll tell you the the funny thing about my label. Um, these guys have been, you know, really, really supportive, and they, you know, they ask, they keep emailing me and asking me for stuff. But they get it placed. And what's really cool is, you know, with these production companies, what Duck Dynasty a lot of times doesn't use, sometimes they'll save it and I'll be like, man, that was a great track. How could they not use it? And then I'll hear it on the next season. They just didn't have space for it. Or all of a sudden, sudden it's like, oh, well, Pipples and Parolees is using that track now. You know, so all of a sudden it shows up on another show, but I wrote it for Duck Dynasty. You know, so... It, you end up finding out that, you know, once you put it out there, it kind of sometimes these sure. tracks take on a life of their own yeah. and they show up in different spots or, you know, HBO's 30 for 30. All of a sudden I'm writing, tra- I'm writing stuff for that yeah. and they want keyboards and I got to write elevator music and stuff. Or I see, I see red carpet in his eyes. You see red carpet in his eyes? Yeah. You need a drummer, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know one. Yeah. So. <laughs> So a lot of times, you know, these things, you know, people, they hear one thing, but a lot of times, you know, like for, um, for Wahlburgers, they mm-hmm. want all rock stuff. You know, they don't want the, the Dobro or anything. So you got to How is Marky really Mark? Quick. I don't know. I haven't you, you met, met him? any of them. I bet he's a cool cat to hang out with, man. No. But you they, gotta as, long, call as long as you don't mention the Funky Bunch, I think you're good, dude. You got to call him Marky Mark. I think you get punched if you do that. You got, I mean, you can't be just Mark. Well, it's got to be Marky Mark. I, I'm pretty, how about a burger, Marky Mark? I'm pretty sure he's like, dude, it's Mark. I, I, like I really think like he takes that stand. Okay, he separates himself. From, I'm gonna refuse from all to do the, that. I, I, well, I'm Jeff, he just might that. get punched. Yeah, all right, <laughs> might be worth it though, right? I don't know. <laughs> I know. Ever since the basketball diaries, he went downhill. Yeah, right. That you know? <laughs> was the only good role. Hey, look, Mark, I'm standing up for you, man. But I can only do so much. Yeah. <laughs> so when you would write for the um, Doc Donnie, would you write like a rift or a sound for each character? Or was it just they asked for that came later? Yeah, that came like at first they just wanted music. That's what I said. I'm just amazed at how it all just lined yeah. up, you know, just worked framed out. itself. So, what'd you do for Shark Week? Was that the tempo where you start out really slow and then you speed up, when, mm-hmm. like when they're getting chased and eaten? Well, no, they, they they said in the email, I, I think I saved it, where it says about music for Shark Week yeah. and big, huge letters that said no Jaws theme. <laughs> <laughs> but we still, <laughs> but we still want blood and carnage, right? Yeah, yeah. But, and and the episode we we started on was the sharks of Louisiana, <clears throat> so they didn't want the same type of music for from Duck Dynasty because it was a different. Um, they go, this is, you know, the coast and mm-hmm. Louisiana music is different in, you know, Southern Louisiana is different than where they're at in central Louisiana, blah, blah, blah. And all this. So I had to do research and they didn't want any kind of cajun Well, it had to be more cajun and less more New Orleans. You, you had know? to learn the accordion. So, well, I did. I put that kind Jeez, of stuff. Like in what instrument does he not play? I was just joking. He plays it all, you know. Except but, drums. Well, I had to, I, I faked the <laughs> He's got a drum machine. Keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> he does. Yeah. He does. Of course I do. <clears throat> yeah. I have an agency for that. Oh. I got all kinds of noisemakers. You, you, when you get into this thing, like I went to uh, Toys R Us and I bought those cheesy kid percussion kits mm-hmm. and the little tingy pianos yeah, yeah. And, and 
because they want that kind of stuff. Right. Every so often, they want noise, or they just want some weird. Do you have one of the old '80s like uh, guitar keyboard things? Guitars. Yes. I want one. Of those. Everyone should have one of those. <laughs> Get one for Saturday night. <laughs> I, 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 I bet. I bet Blues Angels Music probably has one. <laughs> I bet we can find you one. But yeah, with Shark Week, you know, they wanted more of that. Um, Here's where the shark starts stalking yeah, right. the poor girl swimming in the water. I almost said that should be coming around the mountain. <laughs> it does. All right, so like that's that. so that is what region is it? That's that sort of they, southern they coastal more, Louisiana. Yeah, they want more See, because to me that bluegrassy, like, Cajun-y yes, kind to me, of thing. I'm thinking that's like Virginia, South Carolina. I can that's hear that. Like a, more bluegrassy yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Huh. So what else you got, man? You can get away with, <laughs> can get away with that. But. uh well, like for Duck Dynasty, the main riff that a lot of people know me from, or the one they played a lot, was the one that, that started it all. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, was this one here? Um, Shotgun, smokehouse, beef jerky. That's a, that's what I think. That, that's what <laughs> I felt right there. That's a cross. That, that's what I hip. felt right there, dude. Dude, have you ever like had a band playing along with that and put words and lyrics? Mm-mm. I mean, that's a. I mean, that's yeah. a full fledged song. It's got great rhythm to it. Yeah, yeah cool. Thanks. Does any of that play over into your to your other stuff? Do, do, do you well, find yourself going, "Oh, wait, 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 wait"? wait oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> too close. <laughs> Jeff's like, yes. Times. Dude, we'll we'll be at practice and like he'll play a solo and Charlie and I'll just look at each other and be like, oh my god, what's going on right now? He's just over there, sort of gyrating in a, little, in a little black hole, just just ripping it up. It's awesome. <laughs> I mean, go. it's awesome. Do you write lyrics as well? Nah, I'm more of a music writer. Um, my dad was a. Well, I was telling Jeff, you know, my dad was a professional singer, drummer <laughs> growing up. So maybe that's why rhythm is such a big yeah. deal. And he he did threatened my life many times as a kid growing up as, as a good father should right yeah and he said to me he goes you will not be one of these guitar players with no rhythm and you will learn how to play in the pocket you know and good for him so when i growing up you know like i was saying motown was you know his religion so yeah. everything was about rhythm and and you know the voices and the production he was just so into that yeah. and uh he brainwashed me at a very young age did you wear you wore this you wore the velvet suit didn't you not me so much. Yeah. He loved it. I yeah. could it was the seventies, you know. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He was in, yeah. Big pork chop, yeah, you know, sideburns and stuff. Yeah, he was all in. Nice. Starts getting hutch. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Very cool. Um, all right. So what else do we need to know for Saturday? Come thirsty. Yeah, come thirsty. All right. Fair <laughs> yeah. enough. Ah, doors open at six thirty. 
Show starts at seven. Still all ages, tickets. all ages show, right? All ages show. Yeah, bring yeah. out the whole family because, yep. like I said, everything we're gonna play, um, there's gonna be something there for you. To, you know, if you're not into this, trust me, we'll get right. to. We hit almost not every style of music, but we hit quite a few. Well, you know, and, if you're gonna get to sell out, just go big, right? I mean, yeah. that's right across the board, right? That's right. <laughs> I mean, you can't be starving and a musician; it just doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, we got a good set, I think, we put together. And we're going to have fun. We're going to be up there having fun, too. Yeah. So, you know, just come on out, bring the whole family. And, you know, a lot of times with kids, I was, I was saying this before, I get asked to do a lot of school stuff where I play for kids and stuff like that. And, and it amazes me how many kids don't have access to music, mm-hmm. live music, yeah. you know. And, there's, and, and the ages are staggering how old some of these kids are. And they've never seen some dude with a guitar just mm-hmm. strum some chords and stuff. And they re- they realize for the first time what they hear out of their computer actually comes from this thing, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it, it I love, you know, so bring the kids out, have yeah. them have that yep. experience of real guys, real musicians, you know, we don't have any kind of ego or anything. We'll talk to them, you know, it, it, just yeah. have them show that there is this thing called live music. Come and support it. We appreciate it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's, it's about the only thing left that's that's really paying these days, which I think is awesome. I, I, I'm so it's the way it should I'm, be. I'm sad that that people ripped a lot of people off and they they took what was artistically the musicians. But I'm I'm loving the fact that the bands actually have to get back on the road and do what they do that got them there in the first place. Yeah, well, it's why we do this. Yeah, you yep. know, yeah. And and that's the the ones that got lazy and started started to ruin it all. And I was like, dude, it's like 20 years before I've seen the. My favorite band's going tour, and now it's like everybody's on tour. Now it's all the time. Now yep. I'm like, dude, I need like six jobs, right? And then I can't go to see you. pay to go all the time. It's crazy. But, but that's the thing, you know, it, it has to start. See, music, me personally, not to get musically political or anything. Go but for, for it, me, man. growing up, I had access. Music was free. Music isn't this corporate thing that it's become where it sells a soft drink or a pickup truck or, or something like that, even though that's what I do now. But, you know, for the next generation, we have to make this accessible for them. You know, my dad, I was saying, you know, my dad, when I was growing up in Chicago, used to take me to see bands. And we used to have study sessions. My my old man, we'd sit there and I'd have a little kitty cocktail and a bowl of popcorn he'd give me. He'd have a real man drink. And And he'd sit there and he'd go, look, look at, watch the drummers kick. And look at the bass player. See how they're locked together. And it was school was in session mm-hmm. for me. And I had to study. I wasn't just, oh, look at the lights. Oh, this is so great. You know, no, it was I had to pay attention yeah. to this. And it he made it important. And and I think the message, and, and I think it's a crime if if you let this next generation don't give them that thing. Don't don't yeah. take it. Don't let them live, live on it up somewhere else. Make it important to them to go seek out local bands yeah. and local talent and they have it in their backyard and it's cheap and it's free and it's fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, and, and for, for a kid like me, you know, playing guitar walk opened a lot of doors yeah. for me because without it, I'm not sitting here. Yeah. And, and, and so I owe my whole livelihood to knowing a few chords on a guitar, you know? So I'm, I'm with you. I, I think, I think it's important. As, as much well. as people want to say, oh, you're you're in a, you know in the '90s and the punk rock days of of you know mixed matching socks and, and chain wallets and stuff, where they all thought we were a bunch of hooligans, dude. Music kept me out of trouble. Sure, yeah. it kept me from doing oh, stupid ab- things absolutely. and being with stupid people doing you know. And it was an artistic outlet. Yeah, and people need that. It makes them smarter. It's like you know, it, music's getting cut out of schools now. I'm going to get up on my soapbox yeah, too. But, you know, music's uh-huh. getting cut out of school. 
you know, what that leads to, I mean, music makes kids smarter. Like yeah. it's been scientifically shown that, you know, mm -hmm. if they play an instrument or are exposed to instruments, all kinds of neural connections and things like that happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I get it. We don't have a lot of money for schools to pay teachers and do that thing. You know, so we cut the very thing that could help them the most, right? right? right. Or get them through life. And get them through life, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah that's a common, music's a common denominator. It has to be. I mean, I don't, I don't think I know anybody in my life who can say music doesn't affect them on oh, a major scale. That's true. And, and I've traveled all over the world, and I got to tell you that the, I hated learning how to read music growing up. And again, I go back to my dad thing again, where he was very much, I thought, yeah. tyrant at the time. But the whiplash. I'm, the thinking, guy from I'm whiplash. thinking maybe it wasn't so much the music as it was the dad. You know, I'm telling you. <laughs> no, but I'm glad I had that influence. Right. You know, uh, and, and he made, like I said, he made it important. And learning how to read music wasn't something that a kid is just going to norm normally gravitate to. Right. Yeah. Right. I had no idea that the dots on the page meant anything. And I it still didn't can't mean do anything it. to me for years. And then as I started becoming more professional musician, I started traveling all over the world and performing and stuff. And, and I ended up finding out I was in Seoul, Korea, and I was doing some clinics out there. And I don't speak Korean. I can't read Korean. It is, you know, mm -hmm. it is what it is. You, it's you all Greek to me. Yet, right. <laughs> but with musicians, these guys I, were wanted to back me and play. And the only way we could communicate is through sheet music yeah everybody mm -hmm. reads the same notes yep. yeah in the world so Good that point. Was, it's a and that's when i learned oh i know another language yeah. i know something that my dad made sure i learned that can get me i can go in seoul korea get with a bass player and a drummer and tell them tell them exactly what i need yeah. just by writing out the music so that's the common denominator yeah. right there so that's why i think it needs to be made more important. Yeah. So that's what some, Tim would always tell me too. I guess he would go place with some of the jazz guys and stuff. And he's like, it, he's, I was like, how do you do that? How do you just jump in and know all this stuff? I was, he's like, well, I don't read music. So that was a little weird, but he's like, they all, it's all the same language. Yeah. And, and for me, because I don't read music, but <clears throat> mine's more been more of a feel than it's ever been. Um, cover songs or, or sort of, Right. whatever's on the sheet music mostly because i yeah. can read it right yeah so then i'm like if it's not mine i don't want to play it you know <laughs> that was interesting earlier when you were talking about you it took you a while to attach an emotion to a chord i think as a listener to that's me a, that's, i think that's the first thing yeah that to me that's the first thing right. yeah like the song creates an emotion or maybe the emotion drives you the song whichever way you want to look or at the it. girlfriend that broke up to you so it's weird that song that's right it took me a while to kind of make that connection and and, know how and that's properly, the success. That's you figured it out. Portray you it, figured that out. You know, yeah. Because I played songs my whole life. You know, and you know, <laughs> from a musician, sometimes we get caught in the technical side. Is right. G oh, don't forget that E minor switch in there, and this and that. You know, so we. I think you know because I have that technical background. That's how I think sometimes. Yeah. And 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 the emotional part of oh, I'm gonna hit this chord. This is gonna be it. Yeah. You know? See, for me, going to gigs, growing up. It was always the job. That's how you got paid. So when I'd be in bands and the guys would be like, hey, man, we're going to drink some beers. We're going to rock out. I'm like, whoa, are you kidding me? Yeah. It's about the audience <laughs> drinking beers, not us. We're the entertainment. This is our job. See, I was never good enough to get paid. So I never had to you go know. through the hill. <laughs> so you just, it was always the music for me. Give me another beer. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I, never, I never had that opportunity because yeah. I grew up you know, being my dad's roadie, setting up this kid. I was this goofy yeah. weird little 10 year old telling the sound guy oh we have two main mics over here and there's an overhead yeah. over there and this guy you know yeah i was that kid and and you know so for me it was always the job it was yeah. you know we which is which is it's funny too because the thing we were talking about where you find that space or the pocket or, or yeah or the, the, yeah that's 
emotion to me. That's way more than ever technique or well, you just you know what notes going to come next and, and everybody just kind of ends yep. up there. Yep. Well, and when you have that connection with other musicians, that's why, you know, you hear about musicians. Oh man, I was in this band in high school. That's why they have, because it's, you make that connection. It never goes away. Yeah. It could be 20, 30 years and you run into your old bass player. Dude, what's up? You just say, yeah. you, Let's go get some yeah. <laughs> he could have been a nightmare at that time, but you forgive, you forget, you move yeah. on. And you know, so yeah, I, I think that's, that's the special thing. And I think more kids, you know, being online, you're never going to get that. Yeah. You know, that connection with somebody. So that's why I always say, go out, sweat, play, cool, yeah. whatever style of music, it doesn't matter. Just, Just get do out, something. Do yeah. yeah. Be loud. That's it, man. Put something in front of them. They're bound to pick something up. Stink it I up. Was. Get on stage and stink the, it up a couple of times. Only reason, You'll get better. Yeah. The only reason I ended up playing bass is because um, I sucked at guitar and uh, we already had a guitarist and they were like, look, dude. My two best friends too. You yeah, know, you want to be in the band? We need bass. Player. You got to play bass. That's man. I was, like, I was like, but I just bought a guitar. They're like, yeah, well, just go buy a bass. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God they do, man, because I love playing bass way more than I than I ever it's, got into guitar. In my opinion, it is one of the most important. Well, in my opinion, the most important uh, instrument yeah, in the I band. Get along as it's much right. as we do without Charles. Yeah, you can always the, the yeah. difference between a it's good the band, man between the guitarist and the drummer. Well, the difference between a good band and an excellent band is always the bass, bass player, player, in my yeah. estimation. I mean, because yeah. because when they're good, I mean, oh, it makes all the difference right. in the world. Yeah. All the difference in the world. Unsung heroes. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, man. I support you 100%. 150%. All right. Maybe the drummers aren't so bad. I'll take some. I'll take yeah. those comments. There you go. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, we've got probably like two or three minutes left. Is there anything that we've missed that we need to uh, make sure that I can get a website? Uh, check us out on Facebook um, for upcoming shows. And then tickets can be bought at theimagingtheater.com. Awesome. $10. Come All and right, see us. So Come see us. Bring the kids. Yeah. What's the supergroup site? Is it, is it wafflehorse.com? Ah, uh, there is no supergroup site. I guess we, yeah, no, there is. Not yet. No, not yeah. yet. Oh, there's a, a quick thing about the name of the band. I sent the information to the person who does our social media. Yeah. And she put out Waffle House on the event page. I'm like, no, that's not Waffle yeah. House. It's Waffle Horse. Oh, I thought it was a typo. I'll be absolutely honest. <laughs> Until this morning, I was reading it way too fast. <clears throat> so I thought it was one night only, Tony Pasco, and then we're going to Waffle House. <laughs> like, <laughs> at like, the Waffle yeah, House. <laughs> I thought it was like music, and then we're going to get some scatters from other cover chunk, right? I was, I was like, like this is perfect. Step up for some of the places I've right? played. I love to play the Waffle House. <laughs> yeah. Have, have your jukebox be your backup band? Oh my God, yeah. Great. Yeah. So, um, well, uh, man, thanks for hanging with us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah. We appreciate it. You want to send them, you got websites and all that good stuff. Yeah, TonyPasco.com. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Find us on Facebook. Yeah, find me on Facebook. Awesome. All right, you guys. This has been Pensacola Business Radio, and I don't even know what we're going to call this series, but we've just started something really big. So you can find us at Picola BRX on Facebook. You can find us at Picola Radio X on Twitter. Have a good day. Yeah. Awesome. We're out. <laughs>